In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Please be seated. In the past 17 years, I've seen a lot of sermons given from this pulpit. Some of them have changed my life. My favorites tend to be the ones that end with me going, hmm. Just to be standing here today is an honor that I hope to do justice. My name is Benjamin Woodfield, and I am currently a senior at Little Rock Central High School. Next year, I'll be going to Arkansas State University, where I plan on majoring in mechanical engineering. As I'm graduating, I have a lot of projects I need to complete, and I will be glad to have them over. When my dad texted me and asked if I wanted to give a sermon, I was hesitant, but decided that I want to. I had a bit of trouble picking what I wanted to talk about. I spent a lot of time thinking, but it was nerve-wracking trying to find something to talk about today. But then my mom gave me great advice. Just keep it simple. And I thought, I can do that. After accepting the offer, Olivia sent me the readings for today, and I saw the perfect opportunity. Christ forgiving Paul and Peter are important moments in the Bible. Peter and Paul go on to be two of the most passionate followers of Jesus. They go on to spread the word of God and live behind a wonderful influence. But, then, but they couldn't have done this without God's forgiveness. One day after communion, I was sitting in the pew and I had a thought. How many words are in the Lord's Prayer? I've been saying it since I was little, but I had never thought to count. 66 words. That's less than 100 words, taking less than half a minute to say. When writing the sermon, I actually found this great quote. The Lord's Prayer is 66 words. The Gettysburg Address is 286 words. There are 1,322 words in the Declaration of Independence, but the government regulations on the sale of cabbage total 26,911 words. (laughs) At the time, I thought this was a neat idea, but later I realized just how neat it was. The Lord's Prayer was how we were taught to ask God's forgiveness. We ask every Sunday, and every Sunday we are forgiven, and it's less than 100 words. Another thought I had was this. If someone was to commit a crime, or commit just one sin a day, how many sins would that be? Assuming the average American lifespan of 86 years and one sin a day, it comes out to 30,390. But all that we have to do to wash away every single one of those sins is simply look to God for less than 30 seconds and say, forgive me. Central High School is a place where everyone is different. Some of us almost the same, some of us very different. It was when I was talking to someone very different that they asked me, if God loves you so much, why doesn't he just forgive you? You, Why do you have to ask? They unfortunately didn't share my faith, and this was not the first conversation I had that was along the same lines as this. This This question bothered me for a minute, but then the answer came to me. It is the same answer that is evident in today's readings. Of course, God already loves us. We don't have to do anything to earn that love. It already exists. There was never a moment when Jesus didn't love Peter, even when he denied him. Jesus loved Paul, even when he was Saul. It was when they asked for forgiveness that they became aware of that love. By asking for God's forgiveness and acknowledging God, they recognized that they were something less than they could be. We do this when we pray. We have done things which we ought not to have done. We have left things undone which we ought to have done. We have failed to be the best versions of ourselves. 
That's all sin is, the failure to be better. By acknowledging sin, we recognize that we could be better, and in doing so, we are better for it. This betterment isn't always instant. Again and again, we fall to sin, and yet each time, we recognize it, and eventually the goal is to stop completely. This isn't easy, and many of us never reach it. But it is through trying that we get better and eventually actually become better. To end with, I want to make a final comparison. As a teenage boy, I eat a lot. And so food is always on my mind. I use it to learn everything from statistics to history. I also compare it to how to live life. Think of life's actions as eating. Some actions are good and are good for you. Those would be the vegetables. Some actions seem good, but are actually bad for you. These would be the fried Twinkies. As humans, we have a natural attraction to sin, but we should pick the things that are good for our soul. In the actual consumption of food, too many bad things eaten means an unfit body, and then you need to exercise. We all want the perfect exercise, the one that we have to do once, and then we're completely better. However, this isn't actually possible. When we think of the analogy, however, there is a perfect exercise. It's God's forgiveness. All we have to do is ask for God's forgiveness, and it's already there, and we're already made better. And it's less than 100 words. Amen.